Hey everybody, welcome to The Hunt Podcast. We are back with episode 25. We've got the whole crew here today. We've got Christian, Garrett, and myself, Micah. Excited to be back with you as we are working through um, this series that we're calling Overlooked as we look at the um, some various doctrines and theologies that uh, maybe get overlooked by the church and we don't talk about them or don't go deep enough with them. And so that's our desire here on The Hunt Podcast is to go deeper and to, you know, pique your curiosity. So you go and you do your own study and your own research into these topics. And today we're looking at, we've talked about it over the last couple of weeks, we've introduced it and, um, you know, uh, advertised it for you that we're going to be looking at Imago Dei uh, today. Um, and that means uh, form, being formed in the image of God. And we're going to kind of frame uh, our discussion around the idea, if we're from the same image, are we really unique? If we're all made from the same image of God. Are we unique? Are we the same? Are we different? Um, we're going to dive into scripture today and look at what that means. So Christian and Garrett, what is up? Boom, baby. What is happening? It is good to be back. Uh, I mean, we're talking, this has nothing to do with the image of God. But hey, this is, this is no better what, way to start than... <laughs> I think so. What episode are we on? Um, 25. This is 25. Quarter so of a century. We were just talking before we went on here about building our own podcast studio. Yeah, uh, which would be awesome. Uh, I don't know, guys. Like, and if we build it by hand ourselves, it will last for all of five days. Exactly. <laughs> we we need some help. But if you build it, they will come. They will. <laughs> and that, that's what we want. Actually, if we did happen to build our own studio, uh, it could be in our house. It could be here at the church. Um, if we happen to build our own studio, we could have more guests come. We could have people from the community come in and talk. I don't know, just yeah. options. I, th- I, I think it. that would be awesome to have. I'm all in on air uh, producing. I love it. In. Well, yeah. this would be not producing with it. This would be like planning. This is planning. Creativity, yeah, on air planning. This is our creative brainstorming. Hey. There ain't much <laughs> yes, sir, basically, what we're saying is if you want to be on the podcast in the future, uh, give us a holler or if you have yeah. skill in building. building. <laughs> I want to know how many people <laughs> understood your reference there, your quote, if they build it. Uh, yeah, if, if you build it, they will come. Bench warmers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, Bull Durham. No, um, I'm just thinking of any other baseball movie. I'm trying to think of <laughs> Major League. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, for yeah. those of you wondering, it's Field of Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like 99 percent sure, but it's been a long time since I've seen that, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it was. It's the hey, I mean, I know the situation. It's yeah. the big cornfield, and they're right. the angels are there, and angels in the outfield. That would have been another good one to say. Yeah, we could have done that. Bench so, warmers actually did say it though. They copied off a of field of dreams. Oh yeah, you're right. They <laughs> did say like, it. If you build it, yeah, they they're will, in that rich yeah. dude's house. Yeah, and they're like looking at the plans for it. Yeah, and he's like, if you build it, they will come. Um, or didn't he say if you build it, he will come? And they're like, who's he? Is that? I, did I remember so. that. I wrong? Know, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and who's they're all coming? confused, like who's coming? Who's coming? Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Man. Ah, so yeah, my good day. Um, has nothing to do with where we've gone so far, but that's good. That's yeah, but good made stuff. made in the image of God. Like when you think about that statement, that that is um, makes you think. Makes you think. All right, if we are made in the image of God, uh, and maybe we should go back to Genesis and look at that. Yeah, you I was gonna go say, back? why don't we just start at where we're getting this from? Because yeah, just because we always say one twenty seven, right? So yeah, we always talk about how we want to go into scripture and show you what scripture says, not give our own opinion. So this is what scripture says that we were created in the image of God, mm-hmm. uh, Genesis one twenty seven. So God created man in His own image, in the image of God He created him, male and female He created them. You, you need to read verse twenty six as well, okay? Because that kind of ties into yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty six. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And then so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And yeah, there's a distinction there. Yeah. Well, the reason I wanted you to read verse 26 there is because of the very opening where he says, then God said, let us make man in mm. our own image. What what do you all think he's meaning with that, with that wordage? Because Trinity, it's, it's very maybe? clear. Yeah, it, it's first person, but it's first person plural, right. and that's yeah. You know, I tend to think Trinity. I may be wrong. Okay, I tend to think of because Jesus is always there. Jesus was is the Word, and the Word was with God, and the beginning was the Word, and He was God. So, and then that's the physical side of it. I think mm-hmm. Jesus's physical nature was already created as, as far as thought of. I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. And so, human image. The physical attributes match mm-hmm. Jesus. So about the 4th century onward, 
that's how it's been understood. Yeah. That what that verse there where it says, "Let us create man in our image, in our likeness." Um, that's been understood as that's the Trinity talking to one another um, and having this conversation of we're creating man in the view of the Trinity. Prior to that, though, the Jewish understanding of this passage was different. Um, it's God essentially speaking to the angels, saying, let us together create man in the image mm. of the angels. And and the reason for that, the the Jewish interpretation of Imago Dei, so, so Imago Dei, image of God, is an interpretation or is is a doctrine of theology that is based around um it's based around anthropology essentially where does hum- the study of humanity where do we come from what 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 is our existence what's the point of our existence within the church within christianity we take the image of god and and bring it into christology mm-hmm. uh, meaning anthropology the study of man comes together with Christology, the study of Christ, because we see that we are God's image in the same way that Christ became man. From a Jewish perspective, though, you know, they don't have Jesus, that, so their view of, of anthropology changes. And if, if when, when you interpret the scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures, through a Jewish lens, they were, they revered God so highly that they refused to even speak the name of Yahweh. You know that they actually. So if you read um, the Hebrew, um, whenever you see the the if you read the Hebrew text, whenever you see the name Yahweh written out, it has the vowels for the word Adonai. Um, so when we translate that in English, we translate it Lord. We don't translate it as I am, which is what Yahweh means. So they were so fearful of speaking God's name, of, of you know, of misrepresenting God that they wouldn't even write out his name fully yeah. in their text. And so with that being said, they refused to, um, to engage in what is called anthropomorphism, where you take God and put him in human terms. Mm-hmm. And so from a Jewish perspective, they would never have said humanity is made like God, Which was made in the likeness of God. Thing. Yeah, you know, and, and from a Christian standpoint, that's that's a picture of love, that's a picture of gr- of grace. From a Jewish standpoint, that is just blasphemy. And so we never really had Imago Dei until um, around the 200s from a writer named Origen and then the 300s from, from a writer named yeah, Augustine. Yahweh was very um, impersonal, is that right? I mean... The fact of saying Yahweh, it was more of like this is God in control, as opposed to Abba Father. When, when Abba Father is introduced, it's more personal. So Abba um, is Abba Father is is a um, Greek wording of, okay. but, of it. That's not actually from well, the like you're saying. Well, they didn't put vowels in. Like they didn't even write. Well, they didn't even like write the full name out. Mm-hmm. It was a because he's so much better than us. We can't. Well, it was more of a fear thing, not even like a not a fear of God's going to destroy fear me if respect. I say yeah, or respect. And that's what I'm getting exactly. at is like yeah. they didn't they felt like if they were to try to use his name on that level, it was like they were comparing themselves, and that that wasn't a you know I'm kind of loosely yeah. speaking here, but I guess what I'm getting at is even just saying that name Yahweh was not like saying Dad, you know, it was it yeah. was the God in cre- the God that created yeah yeah so um, and there was a there was a, a not distancing, but there was a we're separating a ourselves reverence. from him because of, out of reverence. Social yeah. distancing. Yeah, yeah they're social distancing. <laughs> they wore <laughs> masks. That that is, the here's first my question: social so distancing. If the Jews had that belief in Genesis chapter two, in Genesis chapter nine verse six, um, it says, "For God made man in His own image." Mm. I wonder if they what their regard was on that verse or what their thoughts were. Because I, I mean, I'd still think that the way they interpret that yeah. is angelic beings, because yeah. in that sense, you know, we, we, we take the word angel to mean something more than it means. The word angel really just means messenger of God. Right. And so it's like an emissary. So in the same way that you have the press secretary for the president who comes before the press. Who's the president? Uh, I don't know. Right <laughs> well, now, I guess right now we do have one, but we don't know who the next one is. Yeah. We do have a president, the same one until January. We're, sti- we're still waiting for whatever the president. It is Thursday. We're not trying to get political. One forty-two. And we won't. But we do have a president, the same president, yeah. until January like eleventh or whatever. Vote that for Kanye. It's all. Hey, he got like seven thousand votes in Kentucky. I'm just saying. 
Were you one of those? I hesitated no. at the polls. No. I, I, my <laughs> hand hovered over his name. <laughs> no, I wasn't one, but we had a lot. So anyway, continue. Anyway, so, so the press secretary, the job of the press secretary is to go before the press of America and speak from the president's perspective, even though he's not the, pre- even though the press secretary, whoever he or she is, is not the president. He, they speak with the president's voice. That's what an, an- that's what an angel is. They speak with the voice of God. And that's why you see like in Joshua, even though he was addressing an angel, he says, Oh Lord, my Lord, and bows to him in reverence because this is an emissary of God. Mm-hmm. And so Jewish culture would have understood that, that if, God is saying, let us make man in our image. You know, the angels, in their sense, you know, are cosmic beings that are emissaries of God. Why wouldn't he talk in first person with them? Mm-hmm. And, and so that, that's the way they viewed image of God, but I, I agree with you. I think they're kind of contradicting themselves with yeah, that view because then you're saying, well, then these created angelic these, these created messengers for God that are cosmic beings are still God's placing him them on par with him if he's yeah. speaking in first is it, person. In the New Testament, what is it? Is it in Hebrews? It talks about there's a separation between man and angels. Uh, it says in, 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 the, in verse 3 of the first chapter, um, it says that he made Jesus higher, seated him higher than the angels. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. yeah. So, did, so is only mankind made in God's image? Were the angels made? In his image, in any way. See, that's that's a good question. I um, because I think that you know, there's not really any way of knowing. the The general consensus from church history is that angels are cosmic beings that are sent by God, and <clears throat> because that are, I guess my question is, is do angels have a soul? Because yeah. we saw with Lucifer, fallen angel, there. You know, is there a decision there? Is it different? Yeah. Well, I I don't want to get on a tangent. Lucifer's not an actual name. Um, okay. The, so just well, just fallen angel. for clarification for people that are listening. Is there a fallen you, um, angel? There is a fallen okay. angel, but so for the clarification, unnamed but, fallen angel. Okay, but I just want. I think one of the one of the worst things that the uh, translation of the King James Bible did was invented the name Lucifer. Um, mm. The name Lucifer is a, a poor transliteration where they took the the name from Latin, which Lucifer in Latin just means morning, morning star, star yeah. and they transliterated it into English, and now Lucifer became its own person. And so the point of that so the passage there is, yeah, the, per, the point of that passage was to say that something fell. Um, something of a cosmic being of God fell. So not he was that able to make that decision. Named. Yeah. He, I say he, I don't know if they're... The adversary. Male, I, mean, I don't know the. if so, <laughs> angels so are... The best way to interpret it is is the the name Satan. Um, so in Hebrew, Satan is just adversary. Mm. Um, there isn't... Satan also isn't a first name for um So does that mean Christ isn't Jesus' last name? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I've had that question before, um, but it has not. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the point like the I'm title, saying right? is we do clearly see that there's an adversary of God, and from the prophetic books, specifically Ezekiel and Daniel and Isaiah, we see that this cosmic being fell from God. Now, whether or not this cosmic being's name is Lucifer, I, I fully don't think it is. Um, I, I like... Um, well, the the Hebrew word for morning star is Halil, so that's kind of what I say whenever I reference back to that passage. So, but I, was was I almost said it again? Um, was Halil the adversary of God? Was the adversary an angel? I I think from contexts we can see that he was. I he was one of God's prized creations. That's for sure. So if we are that's created certain, and if we look if we look at the revelation account, he was kicked from heaven. Mm-hmm. And and the revelation account coincides with the other prophetic references to the being that was kicked out of heaven and became an adversary of God. <clears throat> now, revelation calls him the dragon. The Genesis account calls him the serpent, 
Um, Revelation also calls him the ancient serpent. Which I don't think dragon and serpent are that far off, are they? No, I wouldn't, the I wouldn't translation. think so. I've, I've, I haven't studied that Similarly much. Similarly enough to know it's the yeah. same. So but both guess, are referred to as Hasatan, which just means the Satan, like the great Satan. The adversary, but, the but enemy. But that word Satan is used all throughout specifically the Old Testament. I mean, David was called a Satan of God whenever he sinned. Um, with Bathsheba, so I, so mean, I guess that's what not I'm asking an uncommon is, word. We're we're made in the image of God. We're I guess the question I'm asking is, are the angels? But at the same time, filling in more information, we clearly can sin yeah. and go against the glory of God. Clearly, an angel has. Is that something that like one of a kind? Mm. Do other angels are they just pretty good and just don't mess up? Like, well, are there other angels following that we don't? realize and maybe there's something in scripture that is indicated and my brother will text me and correct me um, later um, Kate takes all of us and <laughs> yeah <laughs> I get, and, I, and that's ultimately what we want to do here don't we are not experts by any means so if you know if there's something that you're like oh, i have a question about this or this is what i've seen in scripture mm-hmm. text us right like, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like you probably said, know us i like what but, you said at the first podcast mike said um you know take this and study it yourself and yeah. i think that's good and, and you know it's obviously like when we do a podcast I learn a lot just doing it mm. and taking the time to study things. Like we talked about theophanies last week. I didn't know what a theophany was till this year, so I learned yeah. tons. And, and my hope is through our discussion, we're all asking each other questions that yeah. we're like, oh, I don't know. And that's why like, we say go. this is more beneficial. This is more beneficial yeah, we, for us. We, we right. love it. Else, we love it. And which is why we... So what do you think? Is there, is there any evidence? Yeah, exactly, Christian. I think you're right. And a lot of these questions, we maybe should have been asking at a younger age because we should have been talking. Anyway... What do you and, think? and that's kind of we're trying to backtrack here yeah. from where the church might have failed us right. growing up. So, what do you think? I mean, do we have an answer to that? Is there something like I don't know? Let's go read it. Like, okay. can angels? Is there other angels falling? Okay. So that all has to do with the doctrine of free will. And so I didn't do the doctrine. Maybe I have that scheduled on there. But the doctrine of free will and doctrine of the image of God coincide with one another because mm-hmm. um, there are some people that say being made in the image of God is just an affirmation of free will, that because we are made in God's image, our image is just a metaphor for we have the freedom to choose um, in the same way. Hmm. There's others that would say that there is no such thing as free will, that because of predestination, um, God already knows what we're going to do, and so that couldn't be the image of God. Ironically enough, this was something that was after the the doctrine of the Trinity was kind of confirmed within church history. There was another controversy between Augustine and a guy named Pelagius, and this controversy has everything to do with Polish sausage, Pelagius sausage. Every time I hear the word Pelagius, I think of Skyrim. There's some what Skyrim. It's video a video game. game. I don't no, know. Tell me you've played I've played Skyrim. it for a lot of hours, Never but I don't know what you're getting Skyrim. at. <laughs> well, I don't know. there was that um, character that, that you had that took you to like another dimension or whatever, and it wasn't Pelagius, but Do it was something bad. I don't know. It was anyway, in, let's just keep yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Some It reminds us of yeah Polish sausage and Skyrim. <laughs> anyway, the, the whole essence of this controversy had to do with... Um, with ha- with with salvation and soteriology and it is pelagius said that because of free will christ didn't extend grace to us we just have the opportunity to through through him to see what it means to live perfectly so we get huh. grace by living perfectly because of free will so he's the far side of Free will means we have to do everything right in order to attain salvation. Huh. Augustine started in the middle of this, but then I think in order to fight against Make Pelagius, he went far right and said, no, <laughs> we don't have free will really because everything's predestined by God, so he knows who he's going to save and gives grace so that he can save us since we can't save our el- ourselves. Mm, the middle line is that we have the freedom to choose whether we not whether or not we want Christ's spirit within us. And we accept that and grace. And when we or not. accept that spirit, we accept that grace and the choice to live in accordance with that grace. Yeah. Um, huh. now uh. as far as free will goes, 
I don't know that I would say that that is what the image of God is. I don't. At one point in time, I would have said that I think the image of God is our freedom of choice, but I don't think it is anymore. I, I've never thought about those being connected, and I haven't done yeah, a lot of reading either. or thinking about that. My first thought is those. Are, I mean, they're all connected in God, obviously. Like they're. This is all the same yeah. conversation, but I wouldn't connect them necessarily. That's again. Yeah. This is like the first time I've ever heard that they were connected, or that there's a thought that they are. I just. But anyway, I think. I think my question has kind of got us off and uh, on on a, a long sidetrack here. Uh, so I, I think it's good stuff. You asked a good question, and in a lot of theological textbooks, they the two those two doctrines see, are I side by a, side. I could be a theologically uh, questioning person. Um, I don't know if I can give you a lot of answers, but <laughs> so you I was. Know, uh, I'm, so I've been reading an article while you guys have been talking. Yeah, while we've been um, yapping about <laughs> from, from from answers in Genesis about the same question are. are spiritual beings made in the image of God. Mm. Uh, and there's a lot in there because they have, you know, some of the same attributes and things like that uh, that they talk about. But but his c- conclusive statement, um, and, and I c- can't find the name of the guy who wrote it, um, but the guy from Answer in Genesis, he said, uh, I'm not aware of any major theological problems if one considers spiritual beings as being made in the image of God. Therefore, it may be wise to leave open the possibility that heavenly beings are made in the image of God. So he just kind of says, like, let's just, it's probably best just, just to kind of move on, See, but and, leave and it open. I, but you can leave it open, yeah. I like that because the aspect of it is soulish beings are made in the image of God. Because you would say that an angelic being has to have a soul mm-hmm. because they're spiritual, and a soul is what contains a spirit. I know I say and, that wrong. Um, and, 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 and humans have to have a soul because we have to have Christ's spirit in order to be heavenly. So you could say anything with a soul that can contain a spirit is made in the image of God. I, oh, I wish I could laugh at now, me every time every I say time that Garris word. Every time soul, I just look at him and smile because I don't know. It's just like soul now. Yeah, it's interesting, Christian. I'm glad you found that. Um, and the way I, I say things like that sometimes, and basically I say <laughs> with a really tongue-in-cheek comment like it doesn't matter let's move on i mean it does matter but at the same time we we're not gonna what i mean by that is we're not gonna know the answer so let's see what else and it's good to talk about it's good to sit around the porch so to speak and discuss like if angels have you know it and but you're gonna kind of spin your tires and it'd be great to go get some wings and i'm so i hang out with the bulls we're gonna go get some wings (laughs) all right we, we got this restaurant that we're not sponsored by them, but if they'd like to sponsor, dude, this I'm podcast, telling you right now, what is it? Buffalo wings and things. Buffalo wings and rings. Yeah, B- wings and rings. All right, yeah. I'm a B Dubs fan, but dude, I actually like. Me too. This. I, I'm telling you, I I it might be a little to, better. Than one of the, my, my favorite I like parts of growing up in the church was we had D groups. Oh, my favorite part was we Jesus. Went to, I'm just well, saying. Okay. I'm saying my favorite, like I was there for the wings, and that's it. Yeah. That's what Garrett. And just then said. Jesus found me. Yeah. Garrett's like those kids in our youth group that only do show you think, up. Do you think? Do you think he's in the wings? Do you think he's in senior ministry now for the wings? Yes. <laughs> There's some old lady at Freedom that uh, cooks the best wings. Garrett, you need to check your soul, bro. <laughs> That's a jerk. Oh, that was a great tangent. Oh, Garrett, we love you, Garrett. That was what I was saying. The listeners love you we, too. My uh, the, my favorite way that we hung out was my the D group that I was in. Mine was during we would go to wings. We'd go Sorry. get wings, oh, which we should jerks. do. But yeah, that's just conversation. Hey guys, it's good to have these conversations that uh, that will stretch you. And I wouldn't be scared. Here's the thing: when we, we've talked about this before, you know, God is is so big. Our questions are not going to scare him. Mm. He's bigger than the boogeyman. Uh, and, uh, he's bigger than the boogeyman. Hey, Said, uh, what's his name off Maybe we'll start a VeggieTales segment. <laughs> yeah, but so uh, I think it's good to, to to question, and it's also good to to research and to look around and uh, to ask other people to not be scared. Because I think sometimes we these hard questions. Because seriously, I don't know a whole lot about the image of God. I don't know if Me anybody neither. does. Yeah. Um, but but I don't think that should bring a fear in us that oh gosh. I don't want to talk about it because what if somebody disproves God? Or what if you <laughs> what if you find happen. out I don't know anything about it? Oh, that's you know? okay. Exactly. And I, I tell students, you know, I've had students come to me and and I can tell they may not have said the words, but I can tell that they're having doubts and they're scared of that. They're like, but I've always been told to believe God, but now I'm struggling with blank, whatever yeah. it is. That's and good. I always tell students, man, doubt all day. But it's important that our doubt is forcing is encouraging us to try to find the answers yeah mm-hmm. when you're doubting just to doubt and just be a naysayer a little different um i would still say it's not 
like the worst thing ever because that can still lead you to questions um, eventually. But I think when you if you're having some doubt, if you're struggling with something, use it use it to to encourage you to learn and read more and study yeah. more. And I then, use and then in, it becomes completely. Yeah, I used this in a message the other day talking about questioning God. I said, don't become um, skeptical. Um, don't become skeptical learners where you're just always trying to disprove something and you just yeah. become seekers instead. Yeah. Well, what's so I'll go to quick, quick uh, circle and we'll be back and then I'll stop talking for a while. Um, what Jesus is tempted in the desert and says, "Do not test the Lord your God." Right. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the life of uh, the first person that comes to mind is Gideon. Gideon's getting called and he's like, "God, I'm not real sure about this. Why don't you make I don't remember what exactly like this fleece. piece of fleece? That's what it was." And say, "Wool, but this piece of piece of fleece, I'm gonna set it on the grass." And God, I want you to make the grass wet, but the fleece dry. Mm-hmm. And God did it. Then the next day, he's like, God, I don't know, man. I still like don't. I don't know that I'm the guy. I'm still struggling. So do the opposite. Make the fleece wet and the grass dry around it. And God did it. Is that putting God to the test? I think I actually think Gideon was testing God. A I think bit. so too. But I think his heart, yeah, was think, genuinely like God. I'm. Yeah. I need your help. Like I need you to reveal yourself. Yeah. And I think God knew that. Whereas like, Satan, yeah, the whole story of Gideon, the adversary, yeah. was tempting him. And it was different. It was trying to get him to stumble. And that's yeah. a totally different. So anyway, I guess that's my point is don't be afraid of, like you said, God's bigger than our questions. God's bigger than our doubts. Don't be afraid of. And, and we got to keep in mind too, especially with the series that we're doing, um, there there are think, there's two different types of doctrine. There's implied doctrine and explicit doctrine, meaning there's doctrine that is implied through Scripture, and Imago Dei is one of them. You know, there is not explicit aspects of scripture that say, you know, what it is to be made in the image oh, of God. That's what you're saying. I was about yeah. to say, well, it's it it's says, it's yeah. kind of underlying that yeah. we are made in in the image of God, but, but what it doesn't is explain yeah. it. You know, the Trinity is explicit doctrine. You know, it says the Father, Son, Spirit, it explains the roles of each one. Yeah. You know, we have to piece that together and we it's a mystery to us. We don't understand how it kind of all comes together but it's explained yeah. we don't know, we, we don't have the cover out. of the puzzle to see the answer yeah. yeah um but we have all the puzzle pieces exactly um for imago day we don't have the puzzle pieces yeah. we just kind of have the cover yeah and we don't understand we can't really piece it together we We're just missing. know there's yeah. for some reason there's the image of god yeah. and we fit into it um but when we're when we're remembering that as we're studying implicit doctrine we have to remember that in order to have an understanding, really for any type of doctrine, in order to have a complete understanding of it, it's it would require an exhaustive understanding of God's nature. Mm. Meaning, we'd have to know everything about God to have a full understanding of doctrine. Yeah. We have to know everything about God to fully understand the Trinity. We have to know everything about God to fully understand being made in the image of God. And, and we just, just aren't not, going. Yeah, to. we talked about when we did to. the Trinity like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no way we can just, understand the fullness of it. But that brings us to the third point, which is. If you read church history, which it's it, frankly it's boring. I mean, well, for me, I love it. it I, 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 I read Unless it for fun. Sorry, but, I fell asleep. But, <laughs> but for most, you know, it's going to be boring. Ask but if you want to give to, you the synopsis, sometimes. Uh, but if you want, if you want to hours. understand some of these doctrines that are, quite frankly, not possible to fully understand, but you want to understand them the best of the capabilities of humanity, just study church history because every doctrine that we have or probably every will have, has already been wrestled with. Mm. And so if you study that and you read up on it, you'll find out things that you didn't really think about before and, and mm. will kind of be qualified. And Imago Dei is one of them, um, and there's three different views of Imago Dei, of what it entails, of what it means for us, um, and how we live it. There's the rep- representative view, the relational view, and the functional view. Um do you want me to go into each of those real quick? You can give a brief, yeah. yeah let's kind do of a brief, just yeah. a quick overview. Okay, of there's it. three different views of what the Imago, of what Imago Dei is. The representative view is that um, it, it asserts that humankind possesses a nature that represents God, mm. meaning our we serve God through the nature of our being. That's the representative view. The relational view is the idea that. Um, we are like God when it comes to our ability to relate to others, hmm. meaning we have unique relational qualities that other creatures don't have. And so in order, because we can in, engage in complex relationships with others, that reflects 
his divine nature. That's mm-hmm. the relational um, view. The functional view is um, more about what a person does than what we are. Mm. And so th- this view is that um, human beings perform certain functions over the rest of nature that other aspects of nature doesn't. Um, so like we have authority over animals, we have authority over you know the earth, we cultivate the earth to do what we want with it. We can domesticate animals in ways that other animals can't. So we, we have a functional view over the creation that God made. And because of that, we are made in his image in that sense. So you have representative views. The representative view is kind of, is uh, joins together with Christology. Christ is the representative of God, mm. uh, the manifestation. Relational view kind of forms, comes together with our ability to know God in a way that the rest of creation can't. Mm-hmm. And functional view is a way to show that we have an authority over creation that no one else but God has, and we just have a really small piece of that yeah. authority. Mm. Um, so those are the two, three different views of of what Imago Day is. Yeah, I, th- I think, and even to to break it down in its simplest form, because it's a lot to grasp, and, and you know, there's so much that we don't know, or we will never know. But just to think about the image of God. Uh, since we're made in the image of God, it means we're similar to God. Uh, now, of course, that doesn't mean that we are God mm, no, at all. Not. <laughs> and it does not mean that um, uh, that we even compare to God. That we're equal to uh, him. Yeah. Or equal to him in any aspect. I mean, that is not a thing I at all. I just think it means but we have the capacity. Yeah, and we, ha- we have simula- some of the attributes that he shows. Yeah. Like, we'll do sim- simple ones like love mm. and Compassion and, and mercy. Some Anger. of those things that he shows, he is. And yes, those are uh, that's relational aspects. Yeah, like, like you said, relational. Yeah. He, we have some of those, and and I think that helps us as you talk about relational. It helps us relate to God mm. to to know one God is so big that we can't understand Him, but because we're made in the image of Him, we can understand just a little hint of yeah. who He is. Uh, and it's through these because we have these same some of these same attributes, uh, <clears throat> not in the perfect sense as His are, but. Were you saying, Garrett, like there's those three attributes and we kind of, it's like, it's one or the other? See, because I don't think it's a combination of all of them. And that's what I think. Um, I haven't read up enough on the different views to see if, like, the the more you study them, the more they contradict one another, but I don't see how they do. I don't, there's three totally, it's like three different aspects of. It's like saying, uh, like, we're talking about buffalo wings, right? Like, Garrett, big fan of the um, Parmesan, uh, garlic. Parmesan garlic. I just oh, like yeah. buffalo. What's your favorite flavor, Christian? I got you... the sweet chili. Okay, mm. so like, is there a world where I say like I like all of those, so like I can get some of each of those? Yeah. Right. Like to me, it's like there's three different avenues. It's like, okay, well, I want all of them. You know, like it, it doesn't feel like to me, <laughs> and even after you, or yeah, it doesn't feel like you another. have to pick one or, you know, to to forget about the other two. It just feels like. Yeah. This is three aspects of the breakdown of the Imago Dei. It's like the, and you know, you would classify them in that area. To me, it's all of them. I, I think we, you know, our emotions, like Christian was saying, which you said was relational, right? Yeah, emotions would be because we no experience other, emotion with other yeah, people. No other create, no other created beings can really show compassion and yeah. grace yeah. on another being or really extend true love yeah so I, I just think it's all of those right like i think we experience all of those and obviously the functional is in scripture that yeah. we rule over the you know i mean like we are the rulers of the physical world um as humans we've been given that authority yeah. um and of I course think, it still falls under god's authority yeah. but and, and the then, representative view is fully found through the spirit that christ gives yeah I, so i think it's all three and i don't and, and probably the most likely scenario is those three are not necessarily like pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's probably just like the three avenues. But, but yeah, I think we're definitely as the image of God. And I think it's, you know, you look at emotion. Where does that come from? So like, let's follow that this train of, <laughs> um, you know, um, what, what's the evolution? Let's let's say uh, I think from, the better from nothing, everything. Maybe we're created, but how do we have emotion if we're just created from a blob? You know what I mean? Is that just yeah. learned? Well, I don't yeah, think that's it is. way above my head. I don't think emotions learn. No, I'd, I think it, it's innate. Well, it, it's um, 
every characteristic now emotion can be developed you could develop yeah, emotion more every characteristic that we have within our being and i think this encompasses the image of god every characteristic that we have in our being has been corrupted because of sin yeah, and right. we can we can go into the idea of original sin um and that would be a whole other thing in itself but sin has corrupted the image so if we were yes. made if if we were if we put it in the terms of a photograph, that photograph, um, you know, how you have a, a picture a that hangs pixels. up and oh. and for a real long time the sun shines on it, yeah. and after a while you just can't really even tell what the... That's, you know, when that photograph was first taken, it's a pretty clear picture, but whenever it sits in the sun for a long time, that picture is distorted. You get a corrupted file on your computer, you know? Yeah. It's so, all there, and so then something happens, and something's missing. Stuff I, I is missing, and it's no longer... in the yeah. garden, in paradise, Adam and Eve were a perfect reflection of God. They weren't God. They weren't fully like him, but they, you know, if you saw Adam and Eve... <laughs> Their characteristics were because, almost yeah, identical. Yeah, because they had no sin, which is what yeah. God, God, the reason God is holy. That's how he intended uh, it. Is because he is separated from mm-hmm. sin. Separate. And that is a yeah. different word than the jeans that you wear. Yeah. You know, it's totally different. Um, <laughs> and here, it, you know. <laughs> Sorry. I had to, I mean, you know, that was we, really bad, but I felt like I had to say it. We all tried to just ignore it. I'm, so, I'm sorry, listeners. That was, that was a bad one. We'll sometimes, I, no. sometimes I do good, but that was a bad one. What, with, with what Garrett was saying, you know, like. Um, we were made in the image of God, and Adam and Eve were that, as you're talking about, that that perfect yeah. image of God at the time in the garden before sin. But here's the thing that that even though we have sinned, it doesn't take away the fact that we're made in the image of God, but it does distort the image of God. Yeah, exactly. Like you were talking about with the picture, like our, our sin. Yes, I'm still made. I am a. I mean, I am a sinner with the best of them. You know, like I've messed yeah. up, and I'm I bet thankful I'm better. for God's. <laughs> you might be better. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm pretty bad, and I know that. Uh, I'm thankful for God's grace and mercy. I know I'm made in the image of God. I'm thankful for that, and I can see God through that. But here's the thing I know. My sin has distorted God's image. So when people look at, let's say people exactly. look at us, yeah. Yeah. Um, they see us, you know, hopefully we're showing some of the attributes of God. Hopefully uh, they're seeing us and they're seeing God uh, within us through the acts of the Holy Spirit guiding us. But here's the thing. We're still a distorted image. Mm-hmm. If you look at me long enough, and, and I think this is one thing I found out when I was And married, I sit right across from you on this podcast. Yeah. If you look at me long enough, you go find out I'm pretty dang messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I was talking about like when Mary. But you're a minister, though. Don't you have everything figured out? I do, but I don't. No. <laughs> That's the bad thing. Kinda. Even as ministers, like we are so so far away from from per- perfection, uh, you know. I'm striving every day, but but I am still a distorted image. <laughs> You're so of God. human. <laughs> I'm so human, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy how human I am. And that ties into um, what is called um, special grace, and um, wow, there's another term for it, but I can't think of the the word. Basically, generic grace. That every single human has generic Walmart grace. Yeah, <laughs> value brand. Yeah. Great value Dallas brand. Grace. Um, Kirkland's. <laughs> Go um, ahead though. Yeah. I feel like generic like grace. Like heresy, I maybe I don't know. No, it's not. It, I just can't God's think of the exact of humor, word. I can't think of it. It's, it's a human. Um, concept, but the point is that every human experiences the grace of God simply because they exist, mm. and that grace of God encompasses the ability for every human to be in the image of God, even if they don't have the Spirit of mm. God within them. Mm. It's when we have the Spirit of God within them that we take on that representative view of the image of God. Yeah. That it's kind of like you know we have this picture, this photograph that's been burnt out by the sun, and God's now restored that photograph uh-huh. to to be a reflection of him it's yeah. still not him it's still not perfect there's going to yeah. be some singes in the corners yeah but, but it's a better representation it's a representation it's a, good idea. It's a more full representation yeah, yeah. yeah. so god is the this, great restorer yeah. of photographs yeah. Yeah. We, I, so. which i think is a really key concept and it's really important for us to know why it's so important for christians to stay away from sinful nature because mm. uh, we know sin separates from god uh, and, and the thing is the more our life is lived in sin and the more we uh, the more we disobey God, the less people are going to see God. Yeah, because we're distorting right. that image. And, and I think it's so important, like yeah, like I'm with you, and the next step of that is it's so important that we stay away from that because it is our responsibility 
to be image bearers. It's mm-hmm. our responsibility as followers of Christ. And so if you are listening and you are a follower of Jesus, and you have it's accepted also our joy. Yeah, yeah, and and, I, and it's a good thing. Yeah, I don't hear responsibility like 9 to 5. You know, like it's not like you're like do it or die. I mean, it's not like that. I mean, it, it's it's like Garrett said, absolutely he's right. It's a joy. We should desire to do it because of the grace he's given us, because of all that he's given us. But it's our responsibility to be image bearers. And it's important if we're going to be image bearers, we need to be try to be accurate image bearers as best as we can. And, and like Christian saying, stay, staying away from sinful nature. And a phrase that I'll never forget, um, I'll never forget the phrase. Um, I believe, ninety nine percent sure, the the senior minister at Jamestown Christian Church, of which I work, <laughs> Jason Bucky Walters, is the one who told me this. He it was my youth minister when I was a student. Um, not he told our youth group this. You may be the only Jesus that someone ever sees. Yeah, that's true. And the power of that phrase has lived on in my life since. And knowing everything I do, everything I do, the way I act, the way I carry myself through the process of getting a home loan, I am an image bearer, and yeah. it is my responsibility. Joyfully, my mm-hmm. joyful responsibility, and I desire to do it. It's sometimes hard. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's hard. And it gets frustrating because you're like, I know what I should be doing. Like, Paul, you read that. What is it? Romans 7. Romans 7. In chapter 7, he's like, but what I do not do, I I want to do. And what I don't do, or what I do, I do not want to do. And you hear the frustration in his voice. And I've felt that because I know it's my responsibility. And I want to do it so bad. And I struggle. And so you may be the only Jesus that someone ever sees. So stay away from the sinful nature, as Christian said. Be an image bearer and do your best to be as accurate an image bearer as possible. And probably 99% of lost people they will read the Christian before they read the Word of God. Yeah, uh, And we have to know that. You know, even mm-hmm. Gandhi said this, um, uh, talking about the Christian faith, he said, I love their God. Mm. He loves Je- – like Gandhi, the idea of Jesus. Yeah. And just yeah. think about the peaceful guy that Gandhi was. Like, like he loved their Jesus. What he said he didn't like was their Christians. Mm. Gosh, that's powerful. Uh, and, and, that's, and that's what he looked at. And so that's something for us to think about is, you know, bearing the image of God, like people are going to read us. People are watching us. Yeah. Are you displaying the image of God in Because your life? they're looking for you to fall. They yeah. Oh, yeah. To, they want you to mess up so they can be yeah. there and go, for, boom, yeah. Christians are back. And, and for example, we just shared, and uh, I won't share his name right now because it is, I mean, talking, it is brand spanking new on the market on the internet yeah. right now, but a famous pastor just f- had a moral falling again. We don't even know what that is. Uh, I mean, that hasn't been Yeah, released. we don't know it's what just, it is, but it just came out. And they were uh, removed and, from yeah. their their role. Yeah. And, and he is, he's been on big church. some big time stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he's very well known. And, and just think about people are, have been watching him for years. And I'm sure he's about to get eaten alive by, yeah. you know, I hope Christians are there to show grace, but he's going to get eaten alive by non-Christians. And, and you know what's sad? Uh, you said, I hope Christians show grace. I don't think we do. Oh, yeah. Th- I think, be I think there's going to be a lot of Christians, yeah. especially at this guy. I mean, you know, he's at time. this guy's church and his staff members probably that are going to absolutely be very upset with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people that have, I don't want to say followed him because it sounds like I'm making him a god, mm-hmm. but people that go to his church and that listen to he's his... He's an example. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's a representation. But, man, we... And I'm I'm... Guilty of it too. It's I don't. I mean, not necessarily in the same exact situation, but it's it. It's the second. It's usually the second step to give grace because the first step is you what are you doing, you yeah. dummy? Yeah, you know, yeah. the first step is judgment. There's a place for that. There's a place for calling a brother out and saying we need to get better. But the biggest thing is extending grace and saying I want to help you. Right. I'm not throwing you out the door and saying fix yourself and then come back. It's I'm, let me go with you. Mm-hmm. You come, you know. Let's go together. Yeah. I've got my struggles. You've got yours. Let's help one another out. I think the the hardest the reason that's why the image of God giving grace is so difficult for Christians is because it's the first aspect of becoming a Christian. I know. And we forget about it. Yeah, and it's like we move past the grace and forget to remember the grace and move on to you know I got to I got to do what I can to maintain salvation. Yeah. and so we kind of miss the entire recently. point of salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was another issue with the Pelagius controversy, was saying what you do is what saves you. Yeah. And as a church, we've really messed up because what we say is it's not what you do that saves you, it's the grace that saves you. But once you have the grace, <coughs> now you got to do what you need to do to maintain it. And we just kind of forget the grace. We forget the spirit mm-hmm. instead of building on and relying and feeding the Spirit with what we need to do in order to remember about the grace. This may be a topic for another day, but someone was talking to me about how, you know, and they're, you know, basically saying, you know how um, 
salvation is a free gift by God if we accept it. You know, it's not by works, but it's by faith. Works are important. We see in James, faith without works mm-hmm. is dead. But then they kind of took it a step further, and it wasn't so much devil's advocate, but it was a general, like, a genuine, like, what about? And the question basically was, if it's not by works, when we accept it, is that not us doing something to receive it? And so it's kind of, you know, do you see what I'm saying? So, well, that's that's where the that's that's why I'm saying Augustine was wrong with his his far view of free will because yeah. you know a choice is an action. Yes, you know it's making. So how do we having how do that we, choice of choosing the spirit is us taking action? And, and action isn't choosing. what saves us. No, but in this moment, action is what gives us that action. Grace. So so the idea is that God reaches down ninety percent of the way. We just have to reach back the ten percent, and that ten percent is the free will that we have. I like ninety nine and one. Yeah, ninety. Well, whatever. <laughs> the the <laughs> point, point is, he reaches down almost the entire way. The but the free will that we have, no, he predestines. God knows, you know, who's going to choose yeah. him and who doesn't. But does that mean the same thing as does God choose? No, it so does. That's what I'm saying, and that's my point. It, it's is, saying God gives us the choice to choose him. He just knows he who knows already has chosen because he, he's chosen timeless. him. Yeah, he went the 99 percent of the way for every single person on earth, but he knows the people that are going to so, go the one percent. So how to do we? Him. And maybe justify is not the right word. How do we justify that argument of? And again, this may be another. It's just what I'm thinking about, <laughs> and it really interests me. And this was posed to me as a question. I didn't really have an answer. To be honest with you, Garrett's ring fell. If you heard that, um, sorry. What? Do, yeah. Do, what? How do we justify that response of? It's not by works, but Jesus tells us to do works. And so the question was, if we accept Jesus and never do anything with it, do we still get heaven? And and I mm-hmm. guess the question is, have we really accepted Jesus if we don't do anything? Well, I think that ties into the the manager of the the steward that hid the treasure of okay. his manager, yeah. and God and Jesus rebuked that person because so he then, took what had been given to him and just hid it, locked it away. So then, do we need to maybe adjust how we preach in the Christian church instead of saying definitively? You don't. It's not about works. Instead, saying works are important, but they're not the most important. Oh yeah, have absolutely. we skewed that wrong? See, see no. I, I think so. Works, that, works are where when we become, when we inherit the spirit of Christ and take on the fullness of the what the image is supposed to be, we become a representative. Now, the worst representatives. You look at poli- politics. The worst politicians are the representatives of their place that don't do anything that they're supposed to be representing that yeah. they, they ignore yeah. the people they're supposed to be representing so if we are taking on christ's spirit and saying i'm representing christ then we have to take the actions that what christ would take but that doesn't taking those actions doesn't help us maintain our spot in heaven mm. that isn't what makes the stairs to heaven less steep but james would say that's what fulfills our faith James says that's what not, fulfilled might not be the right word that he, shows our faith is alive. Ex, yeah, exactly. You know, he says faith without works is dead, and what he's saying is, if you aren't working, if you're not re- representing Christ as your part faith of your faith, dead. well, then you don't really believe what you say you mm, believe yeah, because exactly. you're not living out that belief. Yeah. You're not mm. representing the belief that is within you. Yeah, there's going to be fruits of your salvation, and it, and you know, I think everybody produces different fruits but but there is going to be when you have accepted the awesome grace and mercy of Jesus Christ uh you're there is going to be evidence of your faith you mm-hmm. know I fully believe because here's the thing I believe truly that when you accept Jesus Christ the holy spirit then comes and dwells inside of you oh yeah you're going to be different with mm. God Himself, with God's Spirit inside of you, there's going to be evidence for it. Uh, now, now there's still it's you still have to do your part. You know, you still have to. But I, I do believe that that the Spirit helps us in that that that, that there's going to be an evidence for our faith. Mm. That 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 works are um, not not the uh, works are not the reason we're saved, but they are a result of our salvation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess, I, and I, and I, I and also I, listeners don't I like. I totally am agreeing with what you're saying, and I'm not even really playing devil's advocate, but it's a genuine, like, that's a question I can imagine a non-Christian saying, like, well, you say it's not by works, oh, but yeah. then you're saying, now when you get saved, you mm-hmm. need to go help the homeless. So which is it? You know, the and I do is, get that. I think I the point is, that. now that I've been saved, the more I feed that spirit within me, the more I'm going to want to have that spirit within me produce the fruit 
that mm. Christian's talking about. So if I feed that spirit first, and I have that spirit in me now, I'm going to feed it, feed it, feed it, feed it. Well, what I'm going to start noticing is as I'm feeding it, that spirit's overflowing the cup of the soul yeah. within me, and now everything I do is a production mm-hmm. of that spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to do the things that I wanted to do before. I want to do the things of God now yeah. because I'm feeding that spirit that is within me that fulfills <laughs> the image of God that is my soul. So I guess the way we would try to describe that is works don't save you, but works, in a sense, activate the faith that saves you. No, I think works are the activation of the faith. Because <clears throat> I think that's what fa- I just said, isn't it? No, you say works activate the faith. That oh, would, oh, that would yeah, make it. Yeah, that, I would set it backwards. Active. That's what I was thinking, but I yeah. set it backwards. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the works are passive. Tense, yes. Yeah. Or, or passive. The result verbiage. of. Yeah. They're the result you. of the. That was what I was thinking. I set working. it backwards because words are hard and. Yeah, passive. Yeah, it would be passive voice, not active voice. Yeah. Hmm. Um, in literary terms. I don't know, man. That's deep, and uh, I don't. I mean, that's just me just thinking about a conversation I've had and kind of been like, I don't really know, you know. And I, it's there's nothing wrong with saying I don't know. If we try to go learn it, you know, I don't know everything. So, but yeah, I mean, that's all. And that's all. It seems like we kind of went on tangent, but that is part of our image of God, right? Oh, like yeah. that, I mean, all of that relates to what, um, what we are. And, and so I just think it's a, it's a great conversation. I mean, it's good. Hey, I feel keep, like I learned keep a lot. studying. What do you think? Um, keep studying through scripture to see what God is like, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. know, through God's word, you're going to see uh, more of who God, is, who he is. Uh, and you're going to know more about him, you know, like, TV has tried to display God uh, hundreds of different ways. You know, I think about, I always think about the Simpsons. He, God is always on but Simpsons. Simpsons is the only char- God on Simpsons is the only character with five, <laughs> with five fingers. Five fingers, yep. So they they did give him extra something. <laughs> hey, there but, you go. And then you think about Bruce Almighty, you know, like Morgan Freeman. Evan how, Almighty. How, Evan Almighty. Uh, is, I guess that's Noah, isn't it? Who's God in Evan Almighty? Is it Morgan Freeman still? Or is there a new? I don't know. Whoever it is, but they yeah. tried to show the image of God. And of course, all that stuff is fun and. Uh, just entertainment, but um, you know, just think about for yourself. Continue to study the Word of God so that you can know who God is. Yeah. So yeah. that you can reflect who God is. Exactly. As man, an so image important. bearer, He may be the only Jesus someone ever sees. Man. That's true. Remember that. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. There's been times where I've been in a situation and left the situation, thought, "Boy, I hope I'm not the only Jesus they ever see." <laughs> yeah, you know, right? and you know, and 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 there's a regret there, but. It's not a good word. There's a disappointment. I guess that's a better word of yeah. the way I carried myself. But that's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. You got any final thoughts, G? Uh, we can do this final huh moment. Let's if do we it. Want. Do it. And we've, we're talking about the this image of God. This is our huh God. segment here yeah. that has nothing to do necessarily with image of God. But Sometimes it might try we, to, we might like, be able to connect. It. Well, I mean, like, yeah. it kind of relates. <laughs> this one, I think, can connect necessarily well. theological. All right, yeah, let's this hear This one it. can connect pretty well. So we're talking about how the spirit of Christ within us is what fulfills our image of God. It basically is what changes our spiritual makeup. Um, well, our fleshly makeup is called our genetic makeup, as Christian said earlier. I don't wear Micah. makeup. Well, my wife does, but I don't. Okay. Oh, okay, Micah. Oh, we I know. Got you. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that, that was a swing and a miss too, wasn't it? That's a two in one episode. <laughs> Strike. So yeah, we uh, we started to understand. <laughs> We start, the the human genome project is the the scientific project where they tried to map out our DNA, our genome, and this project began in October first, nineteen ninety, and their goal was to look at the human genome and map all the different sequences of our genes throughout. The, the members of our species throughout Homo sapiens. They started on October 1st, 1990. And how long do you think it took them to do it? I already told you all this. Um, 13 years? 75 years. <laughs> 13 years. I'm going to go with 13 years and four months. <laughs> no, 14 years and six months. That was good. October well, yeah. 1st to April we said 2003. 14 years or 13 years? 13 years. And six months? Yeah, yeah, that's close. I didn't remember yeah. the months. I just, I think, I don't know. I so that's know a big project. Yeah, but either way, yeah, that's if you've honestly ever done a school project. Before, that is over half of my life project. That's true. And what I mean by that is the life that I've lived. So that's so a far. long yeah. time. <laughs> that's crazy. Can you imagine spending that long to do a project? And and I'm sure, like, they would have been at that every single day. Like they would have been doing that all the time. And uh, 
just staring at all those results over and over and over and over again. Yeah, that's That'd crazy. Be so boring. My to eyes me. hurt thinking yeah. about it. Just reading it. Yeah, but they they learned a lot from that, yeah. and I I haven't years, ever read into a lot. No, There's well, a lot of if if you ever want to. Um, uh, Francis Collins wrote a book called um, oh shoot what is that book called it, it's about how the human genome um, is proof of God's existence it's called the I think the language of God is what it's called yeah the language yeah. of God who was about um, Francis Collins he's yeah, a I've got he was book, one I of think. the he was awesome. and um, he's American read it, but. Um, phys- physician geneticist who um, that's a heck of a title. he discovered the genes associated with a number of diseases that aided along the human genome project. He was a part of this yeah. HGP, the human genome project. And as being a part of this project, it brought him to become a Christian because he, wow. as studying it, he realized How that, big. oh my gosh, there's no way that this could have happened by accident. Right. So, so he wrote his, a book on it called The Language of God. What was his title again? He, what, read his title? Physician Geneticist. Was there another word before that? American. American. Oh, okay. That, I knew that <laughs> so if your title is over... <laughs> if your title is two words that have a lot of letters with a dash, yeah. with a dash in the middle, yeah. physician, physician geneticist. I'm telling you what. That's it. What did you say that book was called? The language, language of, of God. God. I have a copy. I think I've got. I think, one. I think I've awesome. got it too. I don't know when I would have got it. Could though. you buy me one so I could be? Yeah. You can I, I kind of feel left out. I feel like I this is. A, I haven't read the entire. Is this a thing roommate book? I like reading. Oh wait, let me rephrase that. I want to read so bad. I just am. I just man, it's such a discipline for me to sit down and open a book. Come. Hang out. With we need. We need to start a book club. We'll start Maybe a book we'll do club. a hub podcast that, book club. Do it hey, on Zoom. That's a good idea. If you'd like to, you if, hey, if you're right interested, I'm ready to go. If you're interested in being a part of language a of book God club book. Um, with me, Garrett, uh, and Micah, language, that's a tough book. We need somewhere <laughs> where people can comment. Screw tape letters. Was, yeah, I'm down. We'll that. do it that online because I'm like halfway through and I need to. I need some encouragement to get to the back half, man. Yeah. I'm just not Anything good at reading. I tried audiobooks too. I, my brother-in-law is like, dude, you try to. So what do you try audiobooks? It's hard, on? man. Uh, actually, the public library. Shout out to the Rose oh, County yes, Public Library. I remember you, saying you can get that. a free membership. Well, I think it's free. Yeah, I don't remember. It's yeah, it's free. A free. Hold um, on, this is our new segment. What are you listening to? <laughs> Uh, by the Hub podcast. What are you listen to or reading? Yeah, what are you listening to or reading? For Micah. that answer, it's the same thing. <laughs> I'm listening to and reading the Screw Tape Letters, and it's re- now my I will favorite say, C.S. Lewis book. It's really, really, really good. Yes. Have you ever read The Great Divorce? Yes. Oh, hey, this did is not understand hey, it. Hey, 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 this is my turn to answer. Yeah, yeah. Let him. He, you wait your turn. You can <laughs> say Great Divorce in a second. Now it's really good, and I just I'm actually a good reader. But it's just hard for me to sit down and do it. Yeah, I'm much more visually stimulated. Yeah. Video games, movies, etc. Right. When you start reading, do you not just want to no, finish it? Can't. I, really? When I start reading, I want to stop. See, I'm Seriously. opposite. I, I can't even, stop. Even terrible books, I have to at least skim no, through. Yeah, I can't. The end of it. I, I, like in college, if pro- it's professors, book, if you listen, I, my mind, I, I, I will go crazy if I don't finish the book. Right. It, even if it's a horrible book, if it's a fiction yep. book. If any of my professors are listening, I'm apologizing in advance. I think I read two books in college and skimmed the rest. <laughs> Wait, well, and my, I mean, I, got, I had like a 3.4, 3.243 GPA. So like, I got, I would yeah. get the concept and like I could give you, some, I mean, I didn't know it. Right. Granted, I didn't know the content, but I could give you a good enough. I could write a paper on it. Well, here's the worst thing. Man, Did hard, y'all so professors hard. ever do this? This is what all my professors are doing now. They give you tons, I mean, hours and hours of reading. And then... They don't hold you accountable for it. Till the end, they give you and a sheet, the, yeah. and they say, "As a Christian, I have read yes. blank." Did, did y'all get that? Yes, I get it now. So I got, now. I got a couple of them. And man, I, have I won't to, tell you what I did, bro. But I like I, I like number the pages and divide them, and I just like I have to be because you can't sign. that. I feel stressed out. Like yeah. if, you can't sign that, like in yeah. your own heart. Like there know? was one time I was behind, and I needed at least get to eighty percent reading. Uh, and I counted up all the pages, and I was like, "All right, I got like seventy pages to read mm-hmm. that night." Uh, and man, I read them through them. So but, I have <laughs> that. Reading, Garrett? I have that. I read whatever I have to for my master's. Listening right to. now, I'm reading church history book, the dictionary of church history, and you're just reading it cover to cover. Nice. Actually, that's about right. That's actually, what yeah, that is I know. What that's what I'm actually like yeah. teasing you by saying something that is true. Like I can't uh, read, and you can <laughs> read dictionaries. Is what I'm getting at. But I, I. I with, and then I'm reading a ton of primary sources, which is what I was going to say is part of my master's right now and what I'm doing is primary sources are the original documents. So the dictionaries are written about secondary sources. So they take what someone else said about the primary source and they synthesize it into a kind of like an 
into what it is. But a primary source is you're reading it from mm. the original writing. So what's an example of a primary source? Um, like is Augustine. Yeah, so like you could read Augustine of Hippo, who was a um, a church father. Hippocrates? No, he was a church father in, in, um, in North Africa. What was his name? Augustine. No, the other one. Of Hippo. Oh, is that where he's That's from? That's just where he's from, yeah. He hippo. Was the, he was Imagine a being from a place I'm called from Hippo. hippo. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, so so a, a really well-known writing from him is, is, is called The I've City of God. Um, and then another one is called The Confessions. Maybe you've read that. I've heard of yeah, that. Yeah, that. so it's it's I've one of the, it. it's what, it was probably the first spiritual formation book of Christianity. It's probably one of those oh. I didn't read in college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, like a primary source is something that was written by someone a long time ago, and you if you read what they wrote instead of what someone else wrote about what they wrote. Right. It's, they were the there. So right, yeah. so right, it's you, you not a summary it of the reading. No, it's it like the is raw... the reading itself. And so a lot of those are written in Latin or Greek and then translated and are tough to just read yeah. just because they're just... Yeah, that would be... They're tough. really boring, frankly. Yeah. I mean, you're like... I'm The way you have to read them in order to gain excitement is you have to jump from like point to point if you read every single word, you're just like bogged down. Well, I'll take by that. I, I bought it. Just show how smart those. I dudes bought it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they were and that and something else I read this morning. And sorry, no, they didn't have it. a computer to look up. <laughs> well, what documents. I read this morning, one of the views of why um, the Middle Ages came was because there was a theory. There's a theory that's not substantiated, but the theory is that all the smart people of the times, instead of putting all their intelligence towards um, society and science and like like growing and and um, things like that, they put it all towards Christianity and mm. theology. Mm-hmm. And so you're reading these things. This would be like reading a modern day scientific um, article oh, in theological yeah. terms because you're reading it from people that just have what, that same IQ. I'm already worn out. Thank you. I was wondering, right. you'd been in my office before. Did you see those books I had? Yeah. Are those primary sources? So those are... Primary sources that are, yeah, they, they are all primary sources. I've not read, so what you're talking about is the Legacy series, yeah. right? So for those of you who don't know, um, Lifeway um, Christian Publishers, Lifeway Christian Bookstore came out with something called the Legacy series where they take some of the legacies, some of the like foundational people in Christianity and Christian work and take their greatest works and put them into books. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and so that's, those are primary sources um, but I've not read them, so I don't know if they've okay, added yeah. to them or not. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't. I don't think they. I feel like they were just maybe translated. Uh, are they on yeah. papyrus? Uh, yeah, they're on. Oh, they, if they, if no, they're I'm in English, kidding. they're translated. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So a right, primary right. source can still be something. Oh, that's it can translated. Be? Okay. Yeah, yeah. A trans. Actually, I'm reading Latin. A, I didn't know if y'all knew that. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a translation of a I primary can't read English, source. So. But yeah. if you translate a primary source and then put your own ideas into uh, okay. it, it's no longer really a primary source. Right. It's probably it would what be if you had a secondary source. Commentary on it. That would still be a secondary source. Unless what you had You separated the commentary. Like if okay, you so then denoted it, its commentary. So then it would be a parallel. Oh. Well, so where you have the primary source and a parallel of the commentary. Yeah. Okay. Christian, what are you reading? Uh actually I'm reading to? a parallel. Um there's one called a it's called what is it, spiritual classics. Uh, it is a, it's devotional and it's mm. segments of um, people like Augustine yeah. of Hippo or A. W. Tozer or um, Francis of Assisi. It's mm. people like that, and they take something they wrote on whether maybe they wrote something on fasting or something on prayer, uh, and they put them in different sections with yeah. other well-known people. And then there's questions that go along with it, and then somebody does a their reaction yeah. to their reading. Cool. It's super awesome. I love it. We're doing it for a class. Um, just started reading it. It is really good. I encourage you to get it. Spiritual Classics uh, just has a devotional. You can go through it every day. Hmm. Uh, and then I'm also reading a uh, Old Testament textbook. Yeah. Uh, so I need to go read that tonight so I can the go get wings with you other book I've been reading is, is Brothers We're Not Professionals. I, never, I haven't finished that. I, I think like a month ago I said I was reading that. What is that? It's that book by John Piper. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. It's meant for ministers and, and people yeah. that serve in, oh, that's awesome. in ministry. I've got that added in my really audio good. library, but I haven't oh, started. Oh, it's so a really good book. Oh, so speaking If we were going to do one together, that's one for us to do together. Yeah. Because I'm it all in. Really is working. I'm it's all a, in. It's a great ministry book. That would be awesome. All right, so maybe We've I'll been help been me. Been <laughs> for so so, sorry if you're still listening, <laughs> but you might like the answer to this question. Are Audible, is audiobooks worth it? I mean, if you like them, 
depends on if you like podcasts. Audiobooks I love are great. podcasts. Well, here's the thing, and I've listened to two audiobooks, and but I really you also like have them. a have to have so like a podcast. Audio- you can sit down for thirty minutes and get the thirty minutes to an hour and get the entire point. Because that's how long a right. podcast generally lasts. I listen, An audiobook will go on for yeah. six hours. I listen there is to a site. Oh, go ahead. Three to four hours of podcast today. Yeah, bro. Me and have a hard time listening to audiobooks. Really? I really? Mm. Because because I have to be like so much more focused. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And like I just like I just yeah. my brain, man. There is a site that actually it's a podcast kind of, but it just tells all the main points of books. I need that. It's I think it's an app you can get. I need uh, that. We'll look it up. But literally, it goes through and it tells the main point of. Books yeah. and I don't know if they do Christian books yet. Mm. Uh, it might just be like well, business type thing, but it, it looks cool to look up. Um, should I get Audible? It's like ten ninety nine a month. I don't know. There's I a don't free have version. Audible. You can There's get it free for a month, so you can try it and see. Yeah, I, I have tried it. I've already used my oh, free version, well, uh, but you only get like one book on the free version. Yeah, right? so like I listen to it in a, a day because uh, I was on a road trip. So <laughs> well, I, I, I'm gonna I've keep trying, and I'll, I'll yeah. let you know. I'm, I'm gonna keep trying it. I mean, yeah. you know. well, hey, thanks for listening to the Hump Podcast. Uh, hey, if you like this podcast or if you listen to it, uh, we encourage you to give us a rating, uh, yeah. subscribe to us, uh, and we would love... If I you mean, got through that hour, hey, give us a review. <laughs> tell us what you Mike is not getting anything for Christmas this year, so if you could just comment yeah. uh, and give us a review, that would make his Christmas. Yeah, for sure, man. It's coming up, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry if we don't get one. All right, Chris, why don't you close some prayer, man? I'll pray for us. We need it. God, Bye. give us five stars. This Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, in oh, this fast. <laughs> God, we love you, and we just thank you so much for uh, who you are, God. We thank you for creating us uh, in your image. Uh, and God, seriously, we just ask that you would help us to, to display uh, your image to the rest of the world, God, so that they could see you through us uh, and that they would turn from their sins and turn to you. We love you so much. Just be with everybody listening. Uh, as they're driving down the road or uh, cleaning their house, whatever they might be doing, God, we just pray for them that uh, you would put blessings upon them. In Jesus' name, amen.